and welcome to episode 22 of the No Nonsense Leadership Podcast. Today, I want to share an experience that I had by letting a contractor, someone who wanted to edit my videos, uh, which we will look at them as an employee, but I gave them the freedom to screw up. <laughs> Let's talk about how that went. Welcome to the No Nonsense Podcast. On this show, I help new managers become more confident leaders, and I do this with no-nonsense sense, if that makes any sense. And assuming it does, get your coffee, because the show is starting. So, first, thanks for hanging out with me on episode 23. I did something that some people may look at as possibly foolish. It was never said to me like that. But so let me just clarify. I have a mastermind group that helps me with my YouTube channel, my podcast, my brand. And I, in turn, hopefully am able to help them, give them ideas to share my wins and my losses. And recently, I had a contractor, a video editor, reach out and say, Mike, love your stuff. I'm going to believe that that was true, but that could have been a sales pitch. But Mike, I love your stuff. And I think that we could increase your retention on your videos, which in turn will increase the subscribers, which in turn will increase your business. So this all sounded absolutely fantastic to me. Now, being a leader, being somebody who has, you know, run teams before, my initial instinct was, or not even instinct, my, in, my initial want was to give this video editor a outline, a guideline, a set of rules that I th think that they should follow. I wanted to give them my standard colors, the graphics that I use, and that in theory, could have kept everything on brand for me as leadership with Mike. But then I had a second thought and I thought, you know what? You know what could be getting in my own way is my own limits on creativity. Because video editing, lighting, scripting, sound engineering, podcasting, YouTube, YouTubing, going through analytics, having discussions, all of those things I have been doing on my own. And it's, you know, in one sense, I look at it and we've been very successful and I appreciate you for following me around on this journey and uh, hopefully I'm providing value. But then the other part of me says, is the things that I don't know are they the things that are holding me back? And I think at leaders, or sorry, I think as leaders, we need to be able to ask that question of ourselves. Is what we know enough to help our teams succeed? Or is what we know to be true? Is it wrong? Is it possible that we're limiting the creativeness of our teams? Is it possible that we're limiting what they can do, what they can produce in what time frame? Sometimes 
I truly believe that we as leaders can get in the way of our team's potential. So with this video editor, I decided I would say nothing. I allowed or I created a video and I uploaded it to the cloud and let this editor do their thing. What did I learn? First, I learned that I should or I could have given some direction. I probably should have shared the color numbers that I use on my texts and graphics. I probably should have given a little bit of direction. But that's the, you know, the business side of me. The creative side of me watched the video edit. And although to me it was not perfect, it was creative. So is there a way to allow somebody to be perfectly creative without any guide? I don't know. The video that came to me was interesting. It was fast paced. It had some uh, elements where I thought, wow, that could help. That might keep retention. But this was a fantastic learning opportunity because I didn't give any input. And what I look at, and this is going to maybe annoy some of you people that don't care for numbers, and it might, you know, the data people that are listening, you may be excited, but on average, my my CTR, my click-through rate, so how often people will stop on my thumbnail and click it, is around 5%, which is pretty good for me for now. Obviously, I wanted to get better, but that's beside the point. And on average, my AVD, my average view duration, sits between 45 and 50, sometimes 60%, meaning most people will watch half of my video. That's my average. So obviously you would watch all of my video, but the less dedicated would watch less. They might watch the first, the intro, the first 30 seconds. So what I found with having somebody else's creative juices on my video is that although I thought that they did an interesting job, it was different than what I do. It was different than, you know, what's normally on my channel. It managed to get the same click-through rate. It managed to get the same, although slightly on the higher end, um, average view duration. So the couple things that I'm able to take from this is that first, my, um, my delivery and my editing style is similar to another creatives. To me, this is a great thing because I am not naturally an editor. I have a way that I think I should uh, be seen on the screen and how I would like my videos to flow. Um, and I'm as a creator myself, I'm connecting with my audience the same way as what I would say a professional editor is able to connect. So that's great. There was a great opportunity for me to see my content through somebody else's eyes. And I think as leaders, if we can do less micromanaging for sure, 
But if we can allow the opportunity for our teams to have the freedom to make choices, make decisions without our input, we can circle back and pull out gems and we can circle back and say, you know what, this wasn't on point, this wasn't on brand, this was a little bit off, but there's a huge data set that we can pull if we stay out of the way. Now listen, I'm not telling you to allow your team to tank the budget, to spend every penny that you have. I'm not telling you to let your team decide we need to close early on Fridays. These, th what I'm saying is if there's an opportunity where it's not detrimental to the business, it doesn't put you back 10 steps. I suggest you take the opportunity to allow your team to be creative. Allow your team to think for themselves what might be best for the department, for the team, for the company, whatever it might be. Have that opportunity because there are gems that I was able to pull out and I can't think that this is, you know, a one-off situation. If we're open to learning from what other people have done, if we're open to learning or believing that we don't have all the answers and we don't know what we don't know, there's a great opportunity to elevate yourself, elevate your team by pulling out some of these gems that you never would have seen had you been micromanaging. You never would have seen had you put a framework or boxed your team into a set of parameters or a set of rules. If you find the opportunity to get rid of these rules, there is a lot to pull out of this. Now, the question might be, Mike, are you going to be working with this contractor in the future? And to be honest, at this point, I don't think so. And here's why. Based on the results that I've been getting on my own edits, and I enjoy editing. So what I do in terms of podcasting, in terms of YouTube and running a business and the editing, I enjoy all aspects of it. So I'm not looking for a video editor to alleviate a chore for me. The click-through rate, all the data points that I regularly look at are equal between my work and, and this external contractor's work. So the business side of me says, one, it doesn't make sense to hire somebody at this point in the business, when I still find enjoyment, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for me to make that investment there. On the flip side, because this creator or this editor was able to get the same numbers that I get, when I get to a point where I'm overwhelmed, when I get to a point where maybe I do, you know, videos every other day and I'm now overwhelmed by work, then absolutely this contractor maybe or a contractor like them maybe something that i need to add to my wheelhouse because i as much as i talk to you guys about you know getting out of your own way and delegating and making sure that you know you allow your teams to do work and everything that you have to do or that comes to you doesn't mean that you're the actual one doing it I do take that to heart. I'm not just talking out of my ass when I talk to you guys. 
I'm telling you stuff that I believe and that I can look at in my own business and leading my own team of contractors and even just myself in the, for the future. I have to take that to heart because it is what I believe. So long story short, I'm very happy that I allowed someone to share their creativity, to show me things that were different, that are things that I can think about and see if I can incorporate later on in, in my video edits. But I also got an opportunity to see that I'm not doing so bad. I'm, I'm hitting the numbers that other people with my content, they can hit those numbers too. So that's a great motivating factor for me that I'm on the right track. Is it perfect? No. Will it ever be perfect? Probably not, but we're on track. And I want you to take an opportunity to look at your team, to get ideas from them and see, are you on track? I can't tell you what data points you need to look for because your business is not my business, but there has to be a way that you can look and say, okay, if we do this differently, if we do this the way that the team wants, what are the results and how do they compare to the structure that we as a company or me as a leader that I gave the team? Are we better? Are we worse? Is there something that we can take and, and blend these two concepts together to get better? Or will that make us worse? These are all questions and thoughts that as leaders, I think it's beneficial for us to be able to step back and take into account. This style of, you know, hands-off leadership and letting somebody <laughs> crash the car if they want is not something that everybody is able to do. It is something that I talk about in my boot camp and I try to, you know, guide you or guide members to this and and to be able to grab the results and see and make the comparisons and and look at how we have opportunities to empower our teams. We have opportunities to better our positions, our company, our teams, everybody by not doing something because that's just the way it's been done, but by allowing other people to share their visions and then pick and choose what works, what doesn't work, what, what, you know, what moves the needle. So I'm going to put a link to the bootcamp. If you have a hard time not micromanaging, you absolutely need this bootcamp. And if you have a hard time or you're just frustrated with how your management role has been going for you, you feel like you've been chasing your tail, just trying to keep up. I strongly suggest you just look and consider the bootcamp, read it over on the website and see if it's right for you for nine out of 10 managers. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing one of those dentist commercials, <laughs> four out of five dentists. No, but most people that I've interacted with can and do benefit greatly by going through my 30 day bootcamp. And here's the other pitch. It's only seven minutes a day. You got seven minutes a day for 30 days to become a better version of yourself. Don't tell me you don't, because if you tell me you don't have seven minutes a day, then you absolutely need this bootcamp because it will help you take work off of your plate. It will help you become more 
organized. It will help you earn the trust and respect of your team. But that's it for my pitch. If you're, if you know, you know, so check it out in the description below. I should have been a rapper, maybe a poet. Anyway, thanks for hanging out today. Let your team be creative. See where it goes.